You're listening to This QPOC Life, a podcast that looks at the world through the lens of a queer person of color. We strive to be a safe and inclusive listening space for queer people of color. We also have a variety of views and opinions. Please leave comments on our website, thisqpoc.life, on our Facebook page, or send us a tweet at thisqpoclife. Help us build this QPOC community. While you're at it, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Just search for This QPOC Life on your favorite platform. Also, don't forget to check us out on our Patreon page. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a patron of This QPOC Life. You can invest in this podcast and help us to continue to create quality content by and for QPOC. Beat. <laughs> All right, I was over here doing the titty dance. Thank you. We graduated from the bird box, honey. Thank you. She's letting the birds free. <laughs> it's the end of the movie. Oh, Not sorry. one cage. Did I, was Not that a spoiler cage. alert? It was oh, a spoiler alert. Like two months now. I didn't watch it. What was it about? It's terrible. I'm just kidding. It was about oh, terribleness. my gosh. Well, hello. Happy Black History Month, Thank you, Black everybody. Yay. 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 Hooray. Yay. <laughs> Can I just, does anybody else just notice to sort of today, there is a whole different kind of energy around Black History Month? Like how? What do you mean? It's just, I feel mm-hmm. like I literally see people walking around saying happy Black History Month. Oh. And n- at no point in my experience on this earth, in this city, have I ever encountered that except for like the mm. past couple of years? Darkness hmm. oh. rises and the light to meet it. Yes. We've got some really cool stuff going on in my office for Black History Month. And one of the things we have a lot of like big sort of projector screens that are around our office. Uh-huh. And we do all, a lot of times for our special events or uh, our monthly activities, we'll have what we call screen takeover. So, like for Pride, they take over the screens and they have like, content that's featured by the lgbtq plus network nice. and so for for this year again they did it last year but i wasn't at my office then because i hadn't started my job but um they had the the black history month stuff and it looks really cool um they have these really awesome quotes and photos and pieces of history and it's it's neat and i love the i love the color scheme and stuff it's very like 90s living single Martin almost like with the colors. Oh yes, with the shapes. I'm very into it. They don't do the shapes, but it's like the font and then the colors. What is that, Zach? Because you're an artist. What is that whole aesthetic? Is it just 90s aesthetic with shapes and those colors? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. It's 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 got that it's got that vibe. It's it's based off like um like woven patterns. Mm. So and and I mean there's. There's a Batik lot of story patterns. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like based off like certain like African patterns, but also like, you know, different weaving methods you saw in sweaters. And then yeah. people just live for that. The purple, the green and the yellow. People mm-hmm. love that color story back then. Sure I remember did. when there was a concert about the 90s and we didn't see any of that stuff. Well, well, I remember introductions. So <laughs> who would like to start? Jonathan, since you, this, the spirit moved you. I'm Jonathan, a.k.a. Blasian FMA. This sounds so weird coming out of my mouth right now, and I'll explain why later. My announcer, <laughs> it he, sure does. him, his. You may call me Joe Lee. That is Joe with no E. How, that is how you'll find me on the internet. My pronouns are they, them, theirs, and fuck the MTA. Woo! <laughs> 
That's a daily mood. <laughs> Thank you. That is a ministry. Uh, my name is Carlos Rios. You can catch me online at Trey Fabulo. My pronouns are he, she, they, hers is, and because I'm feeling very 90s, Club 96. 96. <laughs> Jonathan's like, what? You don't watch Jack Race. Oh, okay. I love that. Um, I thought maybe it was like a New York thing. I was like, ain't none of these people from New York. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh, that, that really took put me Zach through it right down. now. You took me out. Um, I didn't expect that so early You're in the podcast. Welcome. We're coming in it's been a week, honey. After um, two weeks. Uh, hi, I'm a mushroom scientist with questionable <laughs> morales. Girl, 100% bomb. I've been sitting on that one for two weeks. Get it, morels like the, the mushroom. It. Okay, I got it. is that also uh, a RuPaul's thing? No. no, it was just a joke. Anyway, um, and my uh, PGPs are uh, anything you prefer, and uh, you can find me on the internet. Just Google me, find my LinkedIn and my Venmo. Pay me, and this is this Cupac life. This Cupac life. My gosh, we Ooh. are here, queerer than mm. ever. Every day. Every day is a new opportunity. And soon to we'll be going home. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Just because we liked it one time because it's a low-key, so good, stupid. slash high-key, problematic song. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I mean, I was listening to last week's episode and JoJo and I geeked out over a white woman in gospel. So it's kind of like... That's See? true. Yeah, that's true. I tried to get y'all to geek out about this one uh, white woman in gospel, but no one would pick up. Who? Uh, her name's Lauren uh, something. She has a song called Rolling Stones. No, it's good. It is Stones. really good. I know. His papa was a Rolling Stone. Not that Rolling Stone. Mm-mm. This is a stone about Jesus. Mm. So like rolling the stone away from the tomb. Is if it a you Easter think about song? It, no, nah. Jesus wasn't a Rolling Stone. <laughs> it, no, it, but she does mash up. <laughs> well, she mashes up. Rise up. Calling on Jesus. It's time for our weekly check-in. Oh, the Lord. <laughs> and um, so we like to start each episode by checking in with one another and talking about how we are practicing self-care each week. Because as a queer person of color, self-care is a radical act. So to get us moving, just to sort of give him the opportunity to get up and get out of this, Jonathan, how was your week? Well, let's work backwards because it all uh, it all feeds into each other. This morning, I went to an appointment that I had set up to go check on those teeth that I was talking about last yep, week. Yep, yep. And I'd been waiting all week to do this appointment. Okay. I was like, okay, we're going to get a consultation. I'm going to talk with the folks here. They're going to give me a date, and I'm going to mentally prepare myself to get wisdom tooth extraction on the left side. Right. So I get there, and I should have known something was up because she had me pay for the whole surgery at the desk. And I was like, okay, I didn't pay for it at first last time, but maybe they changed stuff up. So get in there. How much was the surgery? uh, Like $600. (gasps) And I was like, 
What do you have insurance? It was with insurance. It's two teeth, but um, and it's a uh, local anesthetic. They pay you make you pay up front. That's what I was thinking. What I was like, this is just a consultation. If not, you just get the hype man. I thought it was going to be a. <laughs> <laughs> have we learned nothing? <laughs> I thought that it was just going to be, you know, the consultation. So I'm sitting there on the on the thing, and he looks at the teeth, and the nurse is in there with her get out uniform, and um, <laughs> and he's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, all right. It looks like yeah, yeah. It's not too close to the nerve. I get, we can let, let's get ready to do it. And then he just puts the chair back, and I'm like, wait, what? And like we're having surgery right now. And I'm like, wait, I didn't know that this was. I'm not. I'm not prepared to do that. Like I'm. He's like, did you eat? And I was like, no. He's like, well, then you can do it. And I was like, okay. So here I am, and like I had signed papers, and I got surgery today, and I didn't know I was going to have it, and it and it happened. Um, so, wow. So uh, all week. And today, I've been playing Kingdom Hearts 3 as self-care, mm. almost to the point of self-negligence, because I don't know, if you follow me on social media, you'll see that on my Instagram stories, I mentioned that since PAO rehearsal, uh-huh. I hadn't been out of the house because of Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> and the cold. And I haven't been in the shower. And I readily admit that because I'm high right now from the opioids. Did you take one before you came? Oh, yes. I've since taken a shower. I took one this morning. Maybe last night. But yes. yeah, I'm super high and I'm going to take a backseat for a basic... Uh, I can talk, like... Right. So I'll be chiming in every now and then. But okay. as you can tell by the mm. voice, it's just like... When the spirit moves you. I'm here. Mm. Well, we got I you. I am mm. here. I am here. Zach, how was your week? Wow. Uh... <laughs> oh, God. Wow. What can you talk about? Um... I mean, I I think that if this if, was a loaded fucking week for you, <laughs> oh my god, it was a yeah. roller coaster. Uh, if you know me and you know who I work for, then you've probably seen stuff in the news. And if you have, then you already know what's going on. I am still at that company. I was not let go. Um, I think the difficult part is just like because the news of what happened at that company was leaked prematurely. Uh, we sort of got caught with our pants down and it was a really awful process and they were not prepared for it and it was really difficult. And I, like, I'm thankful that I have so many friends who were reaching out to me because, you know, when they're reading about it in the news and then they're like, hey, are you okay? Like, it means a lot. But also it was like literally every single person I know because it is in the news. Mm -hmm. And it was a terrible process and... Who knows, like, what is going on in my future, in my career, because it, you know, it, it's those sorts of things do shake you up. Yeah. So, right. who knows? Um, so, that was a very insane and crazy time. Um, also, this week, um, my hair was growing back in uh, after the thing in January, and I was looking at it and I was like, you know what? Like I have this weird, really uncomfortable comb over because I'm still like trying to retain my semblance of who I am as a person with hair. And, um, and so I, yesterday I shaved it off. So I have, I don't have hair anymore. Come I mean, on. in the sense like, come on, Baldy. It's like a two. Right. It's, it's a not two bald. all the way around. Okay. It's a two. She's, she's not, I but haven't But you wear bit. hats all the time. Anyway. I do. Well, now I have to wear it. Now there's no chance. There's nothing well, wrong with having two hair. I used to have a low fade with like one on the side and two on the top. Oh, well, she's seen the pictures. Yeah. That's You've known when, me with yeah, that haircut. I've known you with that yeah, hair. That's true. I'm fully faded though. That's when I thought you were like super black. 
Right. I was like, he must like. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like, got the face. He's got Negro hair. <laughs> <laughs> Zach. Well, also wait. That's, how, that's so how you know that. Jonathan didn't grow up around enough Puerto Rico. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> when I went to when I went to Jollibee, oh. all I could think of was T. S. Madison when uh, she and Al. She and Alec Mappa in a video go to Jollibee where T.S. Madison... To Jollibee? Where T.S. Madison drives people around and they go and get fast food. Mm-hmm. And it's called Let Me Pick You Up. And she takes Alec Mappa and she's like, where are we going to go today? And he was like, we're going to go to Jollibee. She's like, what's Jollibee? I've never had that. And he was like, it's a Filipino fast food place. She's like, oh, okay. And so they're in the drive-thru and she looks. she's like, what kind of food do they have? He's like, oh, well, there's the chicken joints, fried chicken. She's like, okay. She's like, well, what's that? And he's like, oh, that's the spaghetti. And she was like, and and what's the drinks? He's like, mango juice and papaya juice. And she's like, this is a black restaurant. <laughs> it, it, it just I gave never me thought of T.S. Madison that's a going lot of joy. to Jollibee. I need to well, find she, this. She was, she was just, the whole concept is her passenger picks her up. So anyway, so that was my week. Um, Carlos. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for asking. Uh, I've missed everyone last week, and it was so good to hear you all. Um, there's a lot going on. I could keep saying that about work, but today there was a very big uh, reveal that, well... Oh, that's right. You told me about this. Someone oh, lost right. their job, but <gasps> it's not me, and it's going to have impacts on the rest of my team, the rest of the HR team at the office. So can't really delve into any more details than that, but <clears throat> that happened, so... That was a little crazy. Um, we've hit a milestone in this keto life. So I am very happy to announce that I am down officially now 30 pounds. Yes. Ooh. Oh, I need a soundboard. Yes. Carlos living that this keto life when we went to Carlos's apartment last Saturday. Oh, that's right. And I bought oh, a we DiGiorno did? pizza and Carlos was eating this flat Keto pizza. <laughs> flat earther pizza. Yeah. Uh, that sounds really nice. Did no, you, did you was, all enjoy that pizza? You also had the opportunity to go, Zach. I received you no invitation. Just, well, it was a spontaneous thing. Well, well I could have been had you not left pinged. PAO rehearsal early. I was right across the street. Well, and pivoting back to my self-care. Oh, yeah. How are you doing? <laughs> Please um, continue. So I feel really good about that. And I still have places to go on my journey. But I'm really happy with that milestone. I'm getting closer and closer to what my goal is. I'm actually now only 12 pounds away from my goal weight. Oh, yes. So I'm just like, it's a matter of time. Just keep working at it. Things are going well with the trainer. He's really awesome. Really digging like our energy. So that's cool. Is he cute? He is really cute. Oh, great. He listens um, to this, doesn't That he? helps. No, he doesn't. Oh, okay. Um, and Not now. <laughs> <laughs> Episode two, the, the personal trainer. Correct. Listening. Um, and then the last thing is just something that I've been dealing with a little bit mentally, and it's kind of put me all over the place, but I'm like in a good place now. Um, this is now the second time this month that I've been ghosted by someone that mm. I've gone on at least one date When did with. this happen? I saw you post about that on uh, that person's post. Um, and like I, you know, at first, it, it's one of those things where it's just like it shakes you to your core because you're like, what am I doing? Like, what's wrong mm. with me? That kind of stuff. And then, you know, you kind of have to take a moment, take a step back and be like, it's not this. This whole situation is not about you and what you may have done well or not, whatever. Like it is more about that person and what they're going through. And so, you know, it's but it still like hurts in the moment. So you've got to kind of take that step and 
get through it and then sort of just release that person back into the universe and wish them all the luck in the world and recondo that shit and, and keep it pumping. So, and I've got to be like, while I'm not happy that these things are happening, it does also mean that at least I'm trying and I'm putting myself out there and I'm having yeah. some level of success. Some people don't even get to the first date. So, mm. Trying to like reframe what success looks like every day, mm. um, but it's work. So that's just what's been going on with me. But you know, you've been checking in on everyone else, JoJo, but we haven't checked in on you. So how are oh. you doing? I am having uh, another excellent week. Ooh, Ooh. Um, excellence! Uh, uh, I made the rent continues. Yes. Oh, I love. You know, it's this is a narrative that I'm really subscribing is. to. And you know what, like. It's got. It's really helping me to reframe my my personal narrative, especially when it comes to um, my relationship with money and and always thinking from a place of scarcity. Mm. And it's challenging that and, and helping me to stop thinking about money from a place of just like, okay, my, I'm not going to have this money, but just like thinking, there's money out there. I just have to go get it. And Jojo, would you say now. that? Would you say that you don't dance now? You make. My Money moves. moves. Would you would you say that? Because I feel like you're on the you're on that road. Well, it's either that or like when you have a philosophy of there's money out there, I need to get it. Like there's doing art or there's robbing banks. I'm true. Or Why not both? Or some ass. Por qué no los dos? Jojo, I like that quote. I you know we keep we keep it moving, right? <laughs> 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 but um, I'm also happy to announce that um, as of midnight last night, Sweet Love hit 1900. Oh, streams. I thought you were about to say 19 million. went viral. I was if I hit 19 million, I'd you'd be like, my rent is paid. You'd for have made 15 months. whole dollars. You get at least <laughs> that would probably be it. 15 uh, million. at least 15. <laughs> I mean, if we're if we're talking Spotify only, probably. But no, actually, it no, would, I know you'd be yeah, making a lot of yeah. money. But it, that, I mean, that would be so dope. Um, but yeah, uh, 1900 plays, not far from 2000, mm. and that's mm. just after a month. Yeah. Like, like it's 1999. It's basically up. no marketing, right? Um, mm. So I'm I'm not. You did have a marketing moment. I did have a marketing moment, but like I, I spent a total of twelve dollars on Mm. like Facebook. (laughs) Oh no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about. I'll get to it afterwards. Oh, well, wait. When's the next single coming out? Yes, the next single. Mm. I well, if you if you listened to last week's podcast, and I need to know (laughs) the twenty second, the twenty second of February, Mm -hmm. I will be releasing Mm. Heaven as my new song. Oh, that's a good song. Um, thank you. Like Carlos has heard me do, uh, I haven't sing. Heard it. You've heard me sing it live a couple times. A few. <laughs> a few, <laughs> but I like concert. it every time. We should do this Cupac benefit. Oh, we need we should do oh, that. Oh, that would be fun. That's yeah. a cute idea. It's Cupac live, but as a concert. I love that. It's Cupac live. You heard it here yes. first. Ooh, name we'll it. Joe's pub. It'll be JoJo. It'll be some uh audio drama scripted that we'll pull together. We can also sing. The Svetlana will come back. Some other people can also sing. Oh, I suppose we could do that we could do group numbers sure. if you want to be a part of it sure Jan we, we can put together this Tupac gospel choir oh yes it'll be great mm. um, but uh, another cool thing like you know not me related but something that I just helped me feel a little more visible I don't know if y'all are familiar with Bad Bunny mm-hmm. but he put out a little bit just a little bit <laughs> um, um, first of all like bagels Raffi's out, out there screaming like not he's my first I you said bagels <laughs> and I was like Oh, I, I, love I love bagels. I love a bagel. I love a bagel. Put Bad Bunny on a bagel. Thank okay. you. 
But um, it was really everything, honey. (laughs) Spread it like cream cheese. (laughs) Thank you. Um, It was really cool because in the video, like, he's getting his nails done in the beginning of the video. Mm -hmm. But then the camera pulls away and then comes back. And uh, Bad Bunny is replaced with uh, a woman. Mm-hmm. And so she does like the first half of the music video, and then the, it tells this narrative mm-hmm. about gender nonconformity. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the video, they start making out, but it's like, it's like the subtext is self love. And I was just like, oh my gosh, nice, this Ooh. is amazing. Um, and yeah, I just felt seen. I love that. You know, just like what a time to be alive when when a Puerto Rican trap artist is is you know out here cheering for the gays, repping the set, right? Huh. I I actually thought of a Bad Bunny challenge because I was Lord. thinking about here we go <clears throat> Bad Bunny's music because of course I have his like the Bad Bunny playlist uh-huh. thing that auto updates every Friday right <laughs> um, but I was thinking about it I was like you know what every time he opens a song with yeah yo <laughs> take a drink because you're gonna get fucking hammered see I can't hear that without thinking of of Rihanna. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's Moolala. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have but a really high alcohol we, tab, <laughs> but we don't have the rights to that. But the things we do have the rights to are the rest of this episode. Yes, <laughs> so what's going on? <laughs> and this week we are bringing back the experiment, the thought experiment that was shooting the shits. We've got a couple of things to talk about, including mm. Beyonce asking people to go vegan, mm-hmm. the Gavian Awards. What Ariana sort of tattoo has on her hand slash palm that may or may not have something to do with barbecue pits uh, uh. and the experiment in theater that was Rent Live. <laughs> the experiment in theater. <laughs> All that and more when we come back from this break. Here we Ooh. go. back from that short break and we're doing this new segment that I like to call shooting the shit. Pew pew pew. Pew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought it would be like a basketball sound like or like <laughs> bleh, bleh. <laughs> Oh. Oh, that kind of shot. Oh. Huh. I thought you I meant like 23 I... seconds on the clock, not like fuck on the ground. Well, let's put 30 seconds on the clock and go down this list real it's quick. 23. So, 23 seconds on the clock and, <laughs> and go down this list real quick. So, uh, this Q-Pac life folk, how do you feel about Beyonce telling for? I think actually, and I read a little over it, you know, we're just shooting the shit. So, basically, Beyonce, I think, is holding a contest for one person to uh, win free tickets for life if they commit to a life of veganism. Open the floor. Well, so first thing, I, re- I just remember somebody sharing sharing that and be like, and said in like parentheses, buy Caesar salad. And I had to be like, Caesar salad's not vegan. Girl. Yeah, that's <laughs> certainly not vegan. Folks and, already and getting anchovies. disqualified. And egg, buttered crouton. Like, damn. I was like, hmm. No you might as well have gotten it with the chicken. Mm. Um, I... I don't know how to feel because y'all know I love me some bees. Oh, I will. Not, I, I've already said I'm not going to do it. But I'm like, um, no, pass. Nah. I mean, <laughs> I have flirted with veganism, and I've even flirted with some vegans. 
but I don't know if I want to commit to that lifestyle just for some Beyonce tickets. I'd yeah. also would l- love to know like where for a chance at Beyonce tickets. Oh, see, that's not right. even oh, like a sure. Oh, not a guarantee. You no. see, I don't know about all that. If everybody no. that went vegan became free Beyonce, she also had no it would be very hard to be vegan on this keto life. So, um, my opinion with veganism. Like, I have vegan friends, and what you do in the bedroom is up to you. But, at the same time, <laughs> but I just feel Hate that... the sin, not the sinner. <laughs> Damn. For me, veganism requires a huge, like, water footprint, and you require fucking mung beans harvested by, like, people who work for no money in the trenches of Cambodia. So, no, I don't like veganism. Mm, Sorry well, about it. Well, I it's a it's a hard pass for me because I like barbecue too much. And speaking of barbecue and grills, uh, Ariana Grande, well done. Got the transition. <laughs> Thank Sorry. you. We Thank are here you. for the for the shooting the shit. Our Ariana Grande, um, got our a young queen on her on I guess on the palm <laughs> on of her the hand. Palm of her hand, which feels like a very terrible spot to get any kind of tattoo. And it was supposed on. to say seven rings. Uh, she got the kanji for <laughs> rings, I believe. Or no, seven. 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 And then... Uh, rings. And then rings. But when unfortunately, she didn't know that the way Japanese works is when you put two different kanji together, it makes a whole new phrase. And so it turned out actually saying little fish grill. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like the charcoal <laughs> Which is an actual grill. Thing. That's correct. Right. Mm. Over there in Japan, they've got these little things. Like, if you watch anime, I'm sure you've seen it, but like, or just lived a Japanese life. So, how do we feel? Oh, and then she tried to fix it. And then she fixed it by adding another kanji. Made it worse. And made it worse. And a heart. And a heart. So, it's just all over the place. I'm like, girl, did you not have. Like, she has a Japanese team. Like, they did the Japanese wording for the music video or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And that was correct. It had some hiragana in it. She doesn't necessarily have a Japanese team, the label does. The sure. label will pass it over to people to translate the lyrics to put in the music video. Yeah, well, she should have consulted. texted her. Like, she was like, okay, like, if you want to fix it, like, put this there and then that should be fine. Were they Japanese? No. Yes. No credibility. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, how often... Okay, I'm really trying to think about it critically because, A, that's hilarious and boop on her. She's a dummy. But on the... And also stop... White people, stop getting other characters of other languages tattooed on that you part. because you just... Thank like you. But at the same time, if I'm really thinking critically about it, like how often do does if you if two people both speak the same first language and are translated to a second one, how often do you disagree with how things are translated? Like in the PAO, how often do people say like, that's not actually how you say this and that's not how you say that and we should be saying this this way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself like maybe to her tutor, adding that third kanji could have meant like, oh, you're in the clear. But to other people of, you know, who speak J- Japanese fluently, it still means little fish grill with some hearts. <laughs> I would love some little fish right now. I would actually. love a little fish grill. Really Could you imagine having that little chuckle just so, like <laughs> Final Fantasy? For, was it 14? 15. 15 on the road Camping. trip. Camping. Camping. What's the next one? Speaking of getting grilled. <laughs> Rent, Rent Live. Rent Live came on the air on Sunday of this week. And oh it my was Lord. Just, we're a house divided on this. And it was <laughs> it was truly a pleasure to see Valentina eliminate herself twice <laughs> over the course of a weekend. Oh. Um I I was I was nervous and excited about seeing Rent Live because 
it's such an important and like iconic piece of theater uh-huh. in America. And it means so many different things to so many different people. Mm-hmm. I never actually saw the stage production, but I saw the movie, which has a lot of things that aren't that great, but it also has some really great moments. The original cast. And a lot of the original yeah, cast. Right. And watching that versus watching this live production, which we come to find out very early on in the production, just before it even had happened, that the pre recorded. That it was pre recorded. It was actually the pre recorded dress rehearsal because the actor who plays Roger, one of the leads, injured his foot. Uh, I guess the mm. night before, possibly. I don't remember when it happened, oh, but yeah. he was in a cast. He was having to get around in a wheelchair and they couldn't make all of the necessary adjustments to actually have a live telecast. But they still, he still like performed it as they were showing the pre recorded one, which brings up a whole conversation of like, why was it unacceptable to just broadcast the wheelchair version? Because they were still on. It's yeah, just can you not be hot in a wheelchair? Probably because exactly. like, the, the TV hmm. network had, had spent so much money trying to make it this big production and it, they didn't get to do what they wanted, which is bullshit to me. Because, mm. like, you know, if you really wanted everything to go off without a hitch, number one, you higher had understudies. understudies. Yeah. Mm. This that is why part. they do it in Broadway, honey. But, like, controversially... Because I actually got into arguments with people about this. I want to know Mm -hmm. why they didn't have auto-tune on those actors. Not a single microphone. But this was the this was the footage of the. So they certainly could have. Well, here's the thing. That's even worse because they could have edited that. Right. So you could have either tuned them live, which is cheap and easy now, Mm. or you could have tuned them after. Right, because the pre-record, which takes time, but they had time. It's easy. To, it's it's easy to do now. Like mm. they had all the scales in front of them. <gasps> like, well, I I think like because I'm thinking about it's live TV. Sure, this is not a talent competition, or is it? Um, and you want it to be received well. You and do, like but... you're basically Disneyfying the show anyway. So why not? But I fully Disneyfy at the same time though, like. <laughs> I think that there's an authenticity with like hearing like what live and true vocals are because like if you look at musical theater like musical theater when it's performed live often more often than not is not auto tuned and well, you know well, there's we're talking and about then the look difference. at how people uh, uh, um, people complained when Beauty and the Beast remake happened and Emma well, her voice well, was in that, so in that particular mm. case like there's a difference between like quantizing and making it sound auto tuned sure. and just doing your basic pitch correcting. And there's not a single record or movie that gets released without at least correcting correcting it. It doesn't have to sure. sound like TV. Yeah. Well, according to uh, Whitney Houston, Paula Abdul was flat on the record. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the record fell flat in the end anyway. Oop. But, Damn. Well, JoJo, you had like a really, really good point on your Facebook post the other day when you were talking about like... We can hate on it, but at the end of the day, like rent is so important to so many people, yeah, and it saved so many life yeah. lives. And like I thought back like, on literally. it, like I thought of all like my nerdy, stupid friends that I would hang out with when I first started college who were obsessed with rent. Right. And then after your post, I was like, oh, that that probably saved some of their lives. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I didn't. I didn't know a lot about Rent. I knew I'd seen the movie, but I didn't watch it all the way through when it came out. I never saw a stage production of it. Obviously, now being HIV positive, I wanted to pay more attention. And so I live streamed it. 
I watched it with a bunch of people. It was really fun. That was a lot of fun. This is where I'm talking about the free advertisement. I played. It was over a thousand oh, people watching right, that stream, right. and I played JoJo's um, uh, "Sweet Love," and so Ooh. people were like, "Oh, who is oh, this? Was, who is this?" Was, it was such a cute moment. But it really um, was. thank you for that. This is my uh, a funny little story. So I started looking up like rent, uh, just Instagram stories right. after broadcast. Do you all know that? Uh, Apparently, folks who grew up doing Rent in high school or whatever, they had. You were talking about Disneyfying Rent. Uh-huh. They changed. Oh no, my my old oh. high school. They couldn't did say rent AIDS. After I graduated. They had yeah. to say folks had polio, or they said they had <laughs> diabetes. Uh huh. So <laughs> time for an insulin I, I want to give a shout out to um, my old high school because they did like the after rent left broadway they did rent like immediately mm. after that like the aids rent they did the aids rent like they changed when the, the diabetes you go to high right. school 1850 huh? what when did you go to high school this was what 2007 rent, rent came out in the 90s right rent, rent was like 94 rent, rent left broadway mm-hmm. in like 2006 2007 oh it did oh. yeah i didn't know that it, it lasted that long, long yeah it did it's a long show um, From like the early '90s to yeah, the oh well, that, the, was, that was, was a good a time for Idina Menzel. It was because it moved off Broadway, so it was on Broadway, and then it moved oh, into okay. that New World stages or whatever. Oh, oh over there in near yeah. Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is not an yeah, advertising that, it, plug. <laughs> well, speaking there, of Hell's Kitchen, it moved there in in, in like 2007. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but um, that was uh, a good throw. They uh, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I want to see Rent, the the live stage. It's, oh, it's wonderful. Also, since Fox did that with how they did shot Rent, I want Once on <coughs> This Island to be like that. I want Once on This Island to be a live musical, and I want it shot in that style. Let's get the petition up and flowing. Yes. And let's have well, NBC do it, because NBC doesn't care. I saw this funny meme. <laughs> it said, it was a, a picture of a faucet. And water running, mm-hmm. and it said, <laughs> and a person cutting the water, it said, this is the power of uh, change.org petitions. <laughs> oh, so rude. Oh, really like that. Oh, 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 oh. Well, you know, from the discussion of Rent the Musical to Rent Boy, yes. I think we should talk a little bit about the gavians that happened on Martin Luther King Jr. What Day. are the gavians for? Yeah, tell the, the children. For the those of you who had a story naive. about them before. We did. We did. It was a year ago. Uh, so the Gay VNs are the Gay Adult Video Network Television TV Appointment Awards. I don't know. But um, <laughs> a year ago, I don't know the acronym. No credibility. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> uh, a year ago, we talked a little bit about Gay VNs because they came back for the first time in 10 years last year. They were on hiatus from 2008 to 2018. Jesus. And they came back, finally got the funding, the checks cleared, Shangela was the host, and they received a lot of controversy last year because uh, they, of course, had the best actor category, they had the best scene category, mm-hmm. and then they also had the best ethnic scene category. Mm. So I remember this. there right. was many a think piece, many a protest, KVN's response was something to the effect of, well, this came about because we wanted to have an opportunity to highlight performers of color who weren't getting these awards. And I'm like, but y'all give the awards. You could just give it to them. Just make them the standard instead of marginalizing them. Well, 
So in 2019, they did it again. Shangela and Alec Mappa, full circle, were the hosts. Wow. That year. Danity Kane was the performer. Oh, I did, my God. Yeah. Did they sing Damage? That's they my did favorite. sing Damage. Uh, oh, my God. I didn't watch it, but I, I read the article. <laughs> Where does this uh, gay porn awards show come from? On the internet. Okay, live stream. I don't know. Fox. Like, um, <laughs> so <laughs> so um, this year was kind of a, an interesting year because in the best duo category, Two performers of color, Armand Rizzo and Max Connor, won for the best duo scene. And this is the first time that a duo has won in which neither member is white. a white person. Wow. So this was a huge, a huge deal, especially because last year the show was like kind of like slammed for being kind of racist. Mm-hmm. Um, in his in his speech, Armand <gasps> Rizzo said <clears throat> I didn't expect this, and I've never won an award in my entire six years of my career. And for me, excuse me, and for it to be my first one in such a long time, it makes me speechless. Before, we used to have men of color portrayed as thugs or cleanup crew or stuff like that. And for once, men of color are being represented in such a light of beauty. It's not easy for any man of color to have success in this world because you have to a lot of pushback the entire time. You have to work twice as hard to prove to the world you are just as capable. We have to go harder, hit harder, and then he said a bad word, harder. Um, but I think it's kind of interesting because both we of these do performers... say bad words on this podcast. I know, but I don't want to use it in that context because I'm a Christian. Hmm. But this is interesting because... A lot of times adult material is really a microcosm and a lens that we can analyze greater problems of society. Mm-hmm. And I think that this one is important because some of the words that Armand said are extremely true about representation of of men of color and sexualization and fetishization of who they are and what they should be. We've mm-hmm. talked about that podcast with those two mm-hmm. white women talking about what oh, a black God. man should be. True. You know, we've talked about um, you know, the how gay men and straight men objectify black women's bodies. So I think this is interesting. And for it to happen on Martin Luther King Jr. Day and for Danity Kane to perform. Right? I think that's an event. Get I'm just glad to know house. that Armand Rizzo uh, is a little deep. Yeah, he is. Because he's on your favorite list. Right. I mean, I in mean, the thinking sense, he is on my favorites list. He um, but I never. Takes. The only uh, porn star that I ever got to know that well was Hot Rod, and that was through a content creator who did an interview with them. Like I hung out with them at their house and everything. It's in Brooklyn, mm. and um, he's a nice person too. But you like, should invite some of these people on your show. I should. We yeah, we should get yeah. porn stars on here. That way you can Why talk not? to oh boy. Oh, my listenership will go through the roof. Mm. For mm. sure. <laughs> I don't know some of these folks. Um, <laughs> But no, I, it's good to, you know, there's a personality behind the porn star. And representation matters mm-hmm. in all mediums. Because, yeah, like... Also, if, I just don't like watching white people in porn most of the time. I gotta leave. <laughs> <laughs> Is that uh-huh. what you get offended by? <laughs> I mean, uh-huh, continue. Mm. Well, also, it's funny because when I was doing like the research on it and I went to mind you, this really wasn't reported that much only on their Twitters and one write up of the AVN website. But when I went to Max Connor's Twitter, it was funny because he made this huge post the other day because he was competing in International Mr. Leather, which is a huge IML is a huge yes, in uh, Chicago. It's super big. And yeah. he made this order at this leather designer oh, I remember and this. then he got like 
like kicked out after like he made the order this custom thing for hundreds and hundreds of dollars for this outfit and then he went in the store and was discriminated against and kicked out he's also the one who got in a fight with one of the other winners from that night about someone saying oh well max felt that he was like i don't want to constantly have black in front of everything he's like i don't want to be fetishized for that reason and i don't want and i'm not saying that he doesn't want to acknowledge his blackness but he was talking about the fact that he doesn't want to have to be the cleaning crew character mm, right. or the thug character right. and then uh a performer by the name of austin wolf who also won an award that night i know was, him was like well like this is just the nature of the industry oh god of course he would be that mm-hmm. one mm-hmm right. That's unfortunate. You know, it's in, cause I actually saw Austin another Wolf? one of my my friends. I was thinking of Austin Wilde. Sorry. Oh no, he's fine. He's too smart for that. Go ahead. <laughs> another friend of mine this week. He was just talking about like he he shared like an exchange that he was having. I think on Grinder about how wow, you're really cute for, for a black oh. guy. And Bye. and I'm just like, why, why, why? Why? I know that this wasn't like this isn't where we intended to like have a, a deeper discussion, but it's just it's just interesting how like the the porn industry is a reflection mm-hmm. of like how people the society writ large. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like those smaller bubbles, uh, as compared to s- larger society, are all reflective. Even the PAO is yeah. reflective of it's a small sample society. Size. It's a microcosm, but it's like it's the thing that I I, I kind of would. Not kind of. I would love to have a, a, a mm-hmm. deeper conversation about this, about how like a lot of um, a lot of the culture when we think about mm-hmm. queerness, especially in the gay male community, is so rooted in in sex, and I and it sure. makes me wonder just like how much of that is because porn is a way that so many people. Mm. explore their sexuality for the first time mm-hmm. when they're young. That's a good point. And like mm. why it's all so deeply tied together. Yeah. No, that you know that is a good point. And and like, you know, how many of our, our opinions about what sex is supposed to look like are informed from are informed by the porn we watched. I remember reading this article, I think it was a website called like not Pornhub, it was uh Porn MD. They or it might have been Pornhub. They did this study in which they showed what most searched terms there were by Demographic. Oh no, yeah, they do that. They release that study every and year. It's like, and it's, the fact that, like, within straight white males, that the number one search terms are for like black women in porn and then Latina women. Uh huh. And then within gay men, of course, they have almost identical, but then they also have, like, all of them have like, like, and then it's Asian. And then you're thinking to yourself, like, how often are those groups discriminated against? On a daily basis by both these groups of people. Uh-huh. But yet these are the most searched things. Or especially at the time it was TS porn, which is it is still known as that. Um, and I mean, well, like, you know, gag gag is is like, you know, the I think it was like the third most most searched term, mm-hmm. term last year by straight men was yeah. trans women. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and you see that on Grindr now all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, all, yeah. They're all looking for that. And trans I'm like, only. and I'm like, what? What? No, I can't. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, welcome, but also like, bye. Yeah, because some of them posts are really problematic, too. They are. And you're like, ooh. I'm like, I see be what careful, you're doing girls. here, but like, hmm. Be careful. Oh, are you talking about people Don't be who are like chasing mm-hmm. yeah. and fetishizing uh, trans people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I recently sat in on a discussion where I just listened about that and had some, they all had some very interesting thoughts. Mm. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Be careful out there. White people are the, no, I'm not going to say the devil. Don't say that <laughs> because we would like to get sponsors at some point. Right. Yeah. Ble- <laughs> leave that out. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> well, all of this shit shooting has gotten me exhausted. So I need to take a little bit of a break. So why don't we do that? And we'll be back in a minute. And we're back with potentially the first gay president, Cory Booker. Yes, queen. I woke up this morning to that notification on my phone and I was like... He gay. Oh, sorry. And I was like, go off, sis. Yes. I'm through. Won't she do it? Because he is 100% family. I don't care what anyone says. Like he is the only what didn't he politician be Rosaria his... Dawson for a while? You can still be It's good. called a beard. She's got a thick jaw. Wait, oh, learn, no. learn, learn the kids. What is a beard? Oh, no. fuck you. Because I don't know this terminology. So fuck you. Tell me I'm wrong. Fuck you. So first of all, fuck you for that. <laughs> now all I can think of is Rosaria Dawson as Mimi Dating with her strong jaw. <laughs> Life and rent have been officially ruined. Light my candle. Okay, you Sorry. can stop now. Okay. But you did do better. Rights, you so. did do better than Tinashe. Congratulations. <laughs> Oh, um, I like her. Go ahead. That's Sorry. great. I liked her too. Um, <laughs> we well, back, to, back, no, back, that, back to the, the peasant. Back to the conversation oh, yeah. at hand, which is Cory Booker. So he is like the only confirmed bachelor at that level. Like, I'm just very curious to see like when and how he's going to broach the subject. Because That's true. Because On inauguration day. He's not even dating anyone or like we don't know that he's dating anyone right now. And... That is unprecedented. I don't even know. I think there's only been one single, um, yeah, one th- single president like that we've 1800s. had. I think it was Zachary Taylor or Grover Cleveland. Yeah. So that's going to be very interesting if yeah. for some reason he ends up being on the ticket and being the, the winner. Because especially now there are. Duty- His name was James Buchanan Jr. James Buchanan did? He was 1791 to eight or he was born in 1791. So. Oh. Well, James Buchanan, the duties of the first lady were carried out by his niece. So I'm curious, like now the first lady's position is a big one. She has her own staff. Right. And so now you ain't going to have nobody in that position. Maybe he have one of his aunties. Oh, one of his beards. Or Rosario Dawson. (laughs) Or one one of his little friends. Right. Oh, (laughs) and also we never define what a beard was. So a beard is... There is a slang term for beard, which means a person who is usually LGBT oriented. In this case, we're talking about a potential gay man because he hasn't actually come out. So I don't want to like <laughs> spill his tea and say something that's not pan. true. He could be a whole lot of things. He gay. But <laughs> uh, when that person dates someone of the opposite gender in order to appear like they are heterosexual um, and keep up appearances and beards when they're on your face, like the facial hair kind, a lot of times people associate beards, not so much now, but back in the day, people used to associate beards with people who were trying to hide something mm. uh, because it covers up parts of your face. And so... Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Me either. It's now like you're a magic welcome. the gathering card. Now, now you're welcome. I just realized I'm the only one in the room without a beard. Well, damn. Well, I haven't had a beard since like high school, so... 
You've had but at any rate, so that is what a dating beard terminology is. Oh, okay. So that's it. So Cory Booker is, 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 has announced his intentions to at run for- At the top of Black History Month. At the top of Black History Month. And who we have We have Kamala on, Harris. Kamala Martin, on Martin Luther King Jr. On Jr. Martin Day? Luther King, King Day. Day. Mm. So we've got some very interesting and exciting Black- Now, they're not perfect. No, because no. Kamala Harris is a cop and Cory Booker is Big Pharma. But besides that- they're great. And we have our first Native American candidate in Elizabeth Stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop. You need to be stopped immediately. And um, uh, the, uh, Tulsi, isn't he? Tulsi Gabbard? Oh, no. She's super problematic and canceled, though, wasn't she? Well, right. But they're all kind of problematic. Like Kim I know, but she was like to the point where there was no... No turning back. There was no return. Well, I know that the Congressional Black Caucus is happy about this development. Yeah. I don't know. I like, well, maybe the CBC is, but I've been looking on a few subreddits now and then focused on black folk and black fellas and black topics. And hella people are like not here for either one of them, Booker or Harris. Um, For like the number one thing that I saw the most upvoted was the idea that the both of them through making their announcements on those particular days are, quote, pandering to the black community, that uh, their blackness hasn't been at the front of their political lives. Um, And so why would you choose to make your announcement so symbolic on, Mm. like, on those days, since you're not, like, I I don't know either. Again, I said it last week, whoever gets the Democratic nomination, I'm voting for them. So, like, I, I don't have time. But, like, it's a really interesting conversation that, what I just said about the blackness thing, but then also the idea of like, I see people saying like, oh, don't gaslight, don't gaslight yourself into believing that this is the only way. And it's like, sure, people are problematic, but like, don't gaslight yourself into thinking that by not voting for this person that is problematic and not participating in getting fucking Trump out, mm-hmm. that you making this stand to not like you voting for someone doesn't mean that necessarily you agree with everything that they say exactly or everything they do exactly the actual objective is to get Donald Trump out of the office right. at least that's by any means it. and right. also getting a qualified person in into the office too right and like Obama was not the perfect candidate and the only reason why we're paying this much attention now is because before Obama and before Trump nobody was doing this much homework about our political candidates right. But I feel like people were doing it. It's just we didn't have the internet. And like, because this is something I often think about, like the people that are our age, the age that we are now, which most of us are 30, I think. Like 28. 30-ish. Plus. Like (laughs) back during the Bush years, the 30-year-olds were probably, they didn't have podcasts like this, but they were probably still talking to each other and still very much involved. Sending like chain mail to each other. AOL chat rooms. Like writing out a letter. They were were having the discussions. Now that we're that age, now that we care about it. We're having mm. the discussions. Right. So I'm just I'm just thinking just like, you know, if you if you wait for the perfect candidate, you're never going to find them. True. And there's every everybody has skeletons in the closet. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's a Dory and Corey somewhere. But <laughs> damn. <laughs> that kind of skeleton. But um we have to this is this is a job interview process and this is about looking at who is the most qualified to do the job and voting based on that this is Mm. the this primary process yes is the opportunity to vote your ideals but after that 
It's about who's going to do the job the right way. So not Tulsi? I mean, no, no. <laughs> and no. also, like, whose agenda is more in line with what, like, your rights and what you're looking for and the kind of America that you want? Like, right. I think that was, that's the thing that, quite honestly, makes me the most nervous, right? Because with this administration, we have policies that are being enacted or as much as we can, right? And executive orders that are being signed. And we've got judges that are being nominated to federal benches and those kinds of things that have Ooh, long lasting impact the problem. when they start going through the, you know, the judicial system, judicial system. Yeah. Um, because they're and those, are, those truly impact. And we've already seen the impacts uh, of those with the trans ban. We, we see yeah. the trans ban. Yeah. We see uh, in the state of Texas, the mm. overruling of, um, the paid family leave and worker leave in Austin. Mm -hmm. So these things have real and lasting impacts that will, can last for generations of, at sure a time. Mm -hmm. And eventually, whenever, uh, I mean, I would, I don't want to wish ill on any of the, the Supreme Court justices, but it's, when they're, all, they're it. all old. Or they're not old. There's a number of them who are older. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg is one of the oldest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's going to. I hope she stays alive, but she could die. And if she doesn't die, she's definitely going to retire sooner than later. Yeah. And that could have severe impacts on the balance of power. Yep. Yeah. And what that could mean for any of our communities who are consistently downtrodden upon and the judicial system, at least the Supreme Court, sometimes helps to protect those people, but not always. Right. That's a and good also, point. Yeah. I, like, I just think about how... The Republican Party has no problem putting party over politics. Oh, yeah. They get information, no questions. Like, mm. for, and I, I just like, I think it was last week I was talking about how I was Your told. Your youth pastor. Yeah, always, told me to always vote Republican. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's a thing that people are taught. And we think about the Democratic Party and it's just like, we ha we're having a, a tougher time um, rallying and unifying and at some point, like, I hate to, to think about it as being, you know, we have to start putting party over politics the way that Republicans do. But it's just like mm -hmm. we're there's more willingness to do the homework about finding a qualified candidate and putting them forward. Mm -hmm. And but are we going to follow through? And I feel like a lot of Democrats sort of took things for granted before. Sure. Or even independent folks, I won't be surprised if in the next twenty, thirty years we see the end of of a of a tool of a dual party America. But it's like, I I don't know about that. Well, we almost we almost had it with the Tea Party. We almost had we could have had the start of the movement with Bernie um, if the if he did run independent and then the party split. But I think I think where we're at right now is that. We need to look at the next candidate. The next candidate needs to represent who the future of the Democratic Party is. Mm -hmm. We need to stop trying to appeal to what our vision of the majority of America is because it is no longer what it was 20 years ago. The, the fact remains that we cannot appease white men and white women for the Democratic vote. We can't. We have to rely on galvanizing minority voters because they're the ones who consistently show up and they're the ones who have the biggest like flux over an election. And that's why, Jonathan, to your point about what you saw in those subreddits, like Kamala Harris, she's starting her campaign after California in South Carolina because she's trying to appeal to that vote. And, you know, it's 
strategic on one hand because she's like, I'm, I don't need to uh, try to get votes in New Hampshire or Iowa where the caucus starts, which means that those two states get the most media attention. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't need to start there. I need to start in South Carolina where I know that, you know, the black vote is much more important. So <clears throat> I think that we need to look at the candidate from that lens and we shouldn't just look to the same old white man, unless it's Bernie Sanders, I will vote for him and also Joe Biden. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people on Facebook, like some of my own family members and people. This is annoying to me is that everybody is becoming like a political strategist and analyst now. Mm-hmm. And folks, like one of the most annoying things that I see is, oh, I like Kamala Harris. I like Cory Booker, but it's going to take a white man. I to, hate that. Sorry. To know that that's all I wanted to say is that if you think that way, sure. But there's like an untapped number of people and i don't know it's just it's just annoying well i, I said to it think before. that joe biden is the savior of the election that can really take trump out because solely mm. because he's a white man and because they think that we have to win the white votes because we ain't never gonna win the white vote yeah like you studies show like it doesn't matter who the candidate is you still don't win the white vote so right why try to go out of your way to appease it because you're always going to get the same votes from them yeah. So, and the them. demographics of our country are changing. Mm-hmm. Times true. are changing. Look at look at Texas, right? Look at yeah. this most recent senatorial race with Beto was on right there almost. I mean, you know, and and a, he didn't win, right? No. However, he had really, really a really strong showing for yeah. someone that is normally in such a traditionally red state. Granted, Ted Cruz was also extremely unlikable, but he, he did some really interesting stuff in that yeah. state. And that is a, again, a microcosm of what's happening in the country writ large. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also another important thing in terms of black candidates, uh, Stacey Abrams is giving the rebuttal at the State of the Union. I can't wait. Can you imagine? So this, obviously yes, we're in the time machine. This so amazing. This be this when you cocoa hear butter it, ass response. Like, I cannot wait. It is going to be Trump speaking. And then immediately afterward, the response is going to be Stacey Abrams' speech yes. with fucking uh, Schumer and Pelosi at her side like, Get him, girl. Get him. Because I used to. Get him, Jade. I can't wait till she's a senator because she's going to rock it. I cannot wait. Uh, uh, Like, I need her now. Yeah. I need need her to be president, AOC to be vice president, and I need AOC to then become president right afterward. AOC 2028. I'm ready. Bring it on. Take me out, girl. (laughs) And speaking of taking it out. It's probably time for us to get on getting on home because the lovely people at Brick are looking at us all sorts of crazy. Mm. So we'll take a quick break and then we'll say goodbye. And with that, everyone, it is time for us to head up on out of here. We have milkshakes to buy. Ooh, oh, yes. we got to get to those milkshakes quick. Bye. I sure do. I'm going to mash up some ice cream if they <laughs> <laughs> In your muscle milk. <laughs> with that, you may call me Jolie. I'm Carlos. I'm Zach. And I'm Jonathan. And this was This Q-Pac Life. This Q-Pac Life.
This episode of This Cupac Life was recorded at Brick Arts Media in downtown Brooklyn, New York. Editing and music by Joe Lee. Remember, you can talk to us at This Cupac Life on social media and on our website, www.thiscupac.life. You can also email us using ask at thiscupaclife. If you enjoyed the show, please share us with your friends and rate us on Apple Podcasts and Facebook. Thank you for being a part of this Cupac family. Peace out! Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Is that the shooting? <laughs> Goodness.